Hey guys, welcome back and happy new years. We are officially in 2023, which also means that this podcast is a year old. If I think about it, last year in December is when I officially launched it, but didn't actually upload my first live episode until January. Wow. I'm just thinking about that right now. It's crazy. I am so grateful that you're still tuning in and that you've been with me on this crazy journey as I build my business, learn from my mistakes, and share everything that I've learned along the way. In this episode, I wanted to give you guys a quick life update as well as what my personal intention is for the new year, which hopefully inspires you to reflect on how you want to enter in this new year and also how to address negative reviews in your business. It will all tie up as to how I ended the year in 2022. Hi, I'm Jade Hernandez, a camouflage tattoo artist and educator. I help beauty bosses effectively market their business and become the authority in their fields, close more leads and make more money. In the past six years, I've launched two successful beauty businesses to multiple six figures with over a hundred five-star raving reviews and several media press spotlights. While most marketers will tell you to hustle and work harder for success, I'll show you how to create more value from the inside out so that you work less, make more, and truly expand and transform your business and life. This is the Beauty Expanded Podcast. So first things first, my personal intention going into the new year is to simply provide the opportunity for possibility for my clients to step into. So what that means for me is I simply want to provide an opening, provide the space and provide the door, the opportunity for possibility to happen. Now, what that possibility is for each individual client is up to them. If they want to get their stretch marks and scars camouflaged or scalp marker pigmentation to feel more confident, if they want to turn around or transition a chapter in their life and to evolve it and make it into something beautiful, I'm thinking for my cancer survivors, that's on them. So whatever that possibility looks like for them, you know, whether they want deeper healing or to step into a place where they accept themselves and they're more kind to themselves and their inner chatter or they dim their inner critic, that's for them to define. All I can give them and all I want to guarantee, I guess, if you can say guarantee, is to simply provide that space for them. My other intention for this year is to create more ease, to have easy success, to experience easy success, to just experience more ease in my personal and professional life. I came up with those two intentions, uh, talking to a really great friend who I also consider a mentor and advisor, more so on the spiritual side of things. And our last conversation on the phone, she had asked me, like, what are your intentions for this year? She just had me kind of dig deeper into some of my reflections. I just love the idea of having success be easy. I think a lot of times we can get stuck into believing that things have to be hard and difficult and challenging in order for us to overcome so that we can experience success. It's almost like it's worth the reward, right? That belief just doesn't fit with me anymore. I want things to be easy. And it's almost a radical belief to take into 2023 because everything around us 
It's like hard work pays off. In order to achieve what you want or in order to be successful, you need to hustle hard and work really hard and push yourself and challenge yourself and overcome adversity. While some of that is true, why can't the flip side of that also be true? Which means that why can't success be easy? Why can't business be easy? Why can't landing clients and attracting clients be easy? That's what I'm digging into this year. And I'm allowing myself to be more creative with that and to own that just as much as I believe that, yeah, sometimes you have to work really hard for what you want. That's been the story for me personally for so long that I'd really like to have this be my new story. So that's why I'm entering 2023 with that mindset. And then to dig deeper to kind of explain where I got the idea of possibility and that's what I give to my clients in 2023. That's the intention and the energy that I'm going to bring forth into my consultations and into our services and into our marketing is because I noticed last year I was way too attached to getting my clients results. That kind of bit me in the butt at the end of the year. It just wasn't working out anymore. And that's also what led me to do this episode on how to handle negative reviews because that's kind of the energy that uh, I ended 2022 with. I had to address some negative reviews towards the last quarter of our business. And even though I'm so grateful and blessed and happy that 98% of our reviews are all five stars, We did have two negative reviews that we needed to address last year. And I'm always all about taking accountability and looking at things in a deeper level and asking myself what lessons I needed to learn from those negative reviews. What was there for me to own? What did I need to pivot and evolve into my business? So that's what I'll I'll be explaining further in this episode. But long story short, I noticed from those negative reviews that there was a glitch, that there was something off in my energy and my intention and what I was doing. What I realized was that I was attached to getting people results. I was attached to having them heal amazing. The truth of the matter is, is that in my business, in the business that I do, I can't guarantee 100% results 100% of the time. There's just no way. The reason why is because at the end of the day, the canvas that I'm working on is already compromised. And then two... I don't know how someone is going to ultimately heal. I don't know the timeline. I don't know if their scars and stretch marks and compromised skin are going to be receptive to the treatment that I provided. I don't know if they're going to heal great. This is not an exact science. There is no exact formula that if you add A to B, you will be guaranteed that every time it's going to end up C. Because it's not an exact science, because you are literally dealing with people's genetics, their autoimmunity, their biology, their physiology, there's just no way that you can guarantee 100% results 100% of the time. Even the most amazing plastic surgeon can't guarantee, even if he's done a thousand breast augmentations, can't guarantee that everyone is going to heal the same way because every body type is so different. Everybody's skin and genetics are so different. The way that our skin responds to trauma and the type of trauma that it responds to is going to vary greatly. And that's the truth of the matter. While that is very challenging in our industry, it also humbles us in a way that we really have to be on top of our game with every client that we work on. 
because it's not an exact science, there's always the variable and room for error. And that can be very scary. I always talk about how entering into the camouflage tattooing world or even permanent makeup, because the permanency of it, it's not for the faint of hearts. That's for sure. On top of that, you becoming an entrepreneur and running your own business always is going to challenge you personally and professionally. What I noticed with last year was that I was shook or flabbergasted every time I had a client that didn't heal in the way that I thought they would. There's no rhyme or reason. I could literally use the same serum or formula to camouflage someone the previous week who was having amazing results and do that same service, everything down to the T protocol to someone else and they just wouldn't have the same results. Anytime that would happen, I would always be surprised. And what it came down to is that I was very attached in getting people amazing results. Even though logically in my head and analytically, I knew that that was impossible, it was something that I was still striving and holding on to. So that's what I mean by attachment as I still held on to it. I was very invested in it. And then when it didn't happen, it kind of backfired. So with the negative reviews, there was one in particular that was towards the end of the year that happened where she kind of used that against me in the sense of in her review, she literally states that I seemed very confident in getting her results and that she wouldn't have declined the test patch option because we always give our clients the option to do a test patch, that she wouldn't have declined that if I didn't seem so confident and that I was certain, she put that in quotes, that I could get her results. And there is some truth to that because I am very confident in the services that we provide. When you have over 100 five-star reviews and life-changing transformations, there needs to be some confidence in what you do. You don't want to go into business not feeling confident in what you offer. But at the same time, there was a glitch. There was a bit of a distortion because in the email that I sent her, I was pretty confident that we could get her results because I had just gotten someone with a similar genetic skin type with some results as well. She's not wrong in saying that I was certain and I was confident, but it did allow me to kind of see under the veil how that was misrepresented and how there was something that I needed to do to change that. Because the truth of the matter is, at the end of the day, I can be confident in what I offer, but I can't guarantee results. And those are two very different distinctions that I needed to be clear about entering into 2023. The other negative review that we had was someone who was upset about our company policy. And we're going to get into that and how I address those negative reviews. But our company policy is not personal. And that's something that I really want to own in on for you guys. If you have not developed your company policy this year, you really need to. Why it's not personal is because your company policy should be written out before you ever meet your future client that's going to be disgruntled. These policies were in place before this client came into our business. Even though it feels personal when we uphold our company policy, it isn't personal. There's actually something I need to evolve in our company policy so that it simply states that. But long story short, she disputed a charge. She had put a deposit down to train with us. And our company policy in regards to deposits is that all deposits are non-refundable and non-transferable. 72 hours after you pay. So basically, there's a 72-hour window after you pay us if you decide, oh, crap, this isn't going to work out or whatever the case may be. We are happy to refund your deposit in full. But in the case that after that 72-hour window has passed, at that point, we need to protect our business. 
it's openly stated she knew that she even put in her review that she knew that but something came up this is all things that she shared publicly so I don't feel like I'm crossing any boundaries but she had lost her job and so she wanted her refund back and I thought about it but I just I respect our company policy my business is my business it's something I uphold I put these policies in place to protect the entity of the business Again, it has nothing to do with the person because these things were put into place before I even knew her. When I decided that we were going to uphold our company policy, that we're going to be within integrity of our company policy, she, of course, got upset and then wrote a scathing review about our business and about my character and talking about how I'm very transactional and that I don't care and I don't have any empathy when that's not the case. And I didn't take that personally because even though our deposit is non-transferable, I did tell her that we could extend her deposit towards a future training date. That was within integrity, but she didn't want to believe that. So that's on her, though, for not believing us. Because between the emails that she sent me, the review, attacking my character, and she got really, really nasty. I really think she made it harder for herself to end up training with us in the future. Like, she would probably be more uncomfortable. I wouldn't be because I really didn't take it personally. I knew she was upset. She's under a lot of stress and she's just projecting a lot of guilt onto me because I decided that I was going to uphold our company policy. She disputed the charge and we actually ended up winning the dispute. So her credit card merchant processor decided that, you know, everything was in place and that unfortunately, even though she lost her job, these terms and conditions were openly in place. She knew about them and then we ended up getting to keep her deposit. So then she wrote these reviews about us and all that stuff. And she's entitled to her experience with our business. But I'm going to tell you exactly how I address that. With that being said, when I was thinking about the intentions that I was going to bring forth and the energy, because really intentions are huge. Every dream, every goal that you have starts with an intention. And that's how powerful intentions are. Then whether or not you are consciously aware of it or not, That intention will seep through into everything that you do. So it's really, really important to go into business, into marketing, into your captions on Instagram, anything and everything, into your sessions, into your trainings with an intention. And hopefully that intention is something positive, right? Because it's so easy for us to kind of shoot down our dreams or to tell ourselves that it's not possible, we're crazy, can't do this. The intentions is the opposite of that. And that's what balances that inner critic that we so often have as entrepreneurs and as artists. I needed to get really clear where I glitched up last year and where I was attached to and really be sure not to bring that into the new year. So my intention is that I can't guarantee results. I can't guarantee that you're going to feel confident. I can't guarantee that you're going to accept yourself more. I cannot guarantee confidence whatsoever. What I can do, though, is simply bridge that opportunity, which is the possibility. That's all I can guarantee is that I allow the space, I give the space, I create the space for you to enter into the realm of possibility. And whatever that possibility is, if you're a client wanting to get camouflage because you want to feel more comfortable and confident in your own skin, That's your intention. And all I can do is give you the possibility to step into that intention, to experience that intention, and to have that. That's all I can do. I am very clear. That's what I'm going to bring into this year. And so 
there's a couple of things that I needed to change in our consent forms. There's a couple of things I need to change in our emails and our verbiage to make sure that there's none of that gray area of I'm guaranteeing that you're going to feel confident. I'm certain that you're going to feel confident or that I'm certain that you're going to get results. I'm making sure that we really are careful about the things that we write so that way nothing can be misconstrued. So then I want to ask you, what are you devoted to bringing or creating in 2023? Have you asked yourself that? Have you made time to ponder and reflect that? Maybe you're listening to this episode because this is kind of that entry point for you to tune in to that inner voice within you in figuring out what exactly you want. The interesting thing about devotion is that if you look at your life right now, everything that you have, everything that you want, everything that you feel you don't have yet, that is a reflection of what you've been devoted to. When you go into this new year thinking about your intention and what you want for your business, you need to ask yourself, what am I devoted to? However your life literally plays out is a direct reflection on what you've actually been devoted to. It's one thing to say something and it's another thing to put it into action and to do it. Have you been more devoted to your excuses? Have you been more devoted to your fear? Have you been more devoted to your justifications? I can't answer that for you, but these are the things that I would really look into because if your bank account doesn't reflect what it is that you want, if your bookings, the amount of bookings that you have, if your circumstances don't reflect what you really want and what your goals are and what your intentions are, then that's a true sign of what you've been truly devoted to. You've been more devoted to your excuses, your justifications, your fear, your scarcity mindset. That's what I would look into, not to judge yourself, but to kind of be like, man, like how did 2022 end up? How did it transpire? And what was I actually more devoted to? That's going to be helpful and useful for you to be more conscious and aware of as you enter in this year and kind of catching yourself, hopefully, into asking yourself, what am I more devoted to? I'm going to be more devoted to possibility. I am going to be more devoted to ease. So let's get into negative reviews and how to address them if and when they happen. Look, it's a numbers game. The longer you're in business, the more clients that you serve, it's inevitable that you are going to get a negative review. There's no way that you're going to be able to please and satisfy everyone that you meet and that you touch. Even the best five-star restaurants or hotels out there will still have a negative review somewhere, somehow. Hopefully the goal, though, is that the majority of your reviews are positive. If they aren't, then I would definitely say there's a lot of glitches that you need to look into that you may need to evolve, get help with, get support in changing up. But I would say if like 80% or more of your reviews are positive, then you're heading in the right direction. But those 20% or less than that, like our two negative reviews, we're still an opportunity for us to figure out, okay, what do we need to change within our system to evolve this so that we can address these issues and make sure that either they don't happen again or we lower the chances of it happening again. That's how I wanted to start this part of the episode is to let you guys know that this is all a numbers game. It's not the end of the world if you get a negative review. In fact, we're still booking consults. We're still getting clients booking services despite having some negative reviews. So it's not the end of the world. 
The other thing that proves that this is all a numbers game is that not all of your reviews are going to show up. So we know that it's happened several times in our business where we'll ask someone to write a review. They'll show me the proof that it's been posted on their end, but for whatever reason, it's not showing up publicly on our end. I've noticed that with Yelp and with Google. I actually asked our Google advertiser about it, and he was telling me that he's noticed with the Google algorithm that only 30% of reviews are being shown right now, and that's just their algorithm. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's random. Again, it's just a numbers game. The other thing I want to relay is that even though it feels like a personal attack when someone leaves a negative scathing review on your business, the reason why it feels like a personal attack is because many of us are a personal brand, which means that we are the face of the business. A lot of us are solo entrepreneurs. We are the artist, the salesperson, the manager, the accountant. And so our brand is very singular. You know, we're not a huge corporation like Marriott Hotels, for example. And so it can feel very, very personal when someone's attacking your business because you are literally the artist and the face and the brand of your business or your personal brand. So it can feel very personal, but it's not. I guarantee you it's not. And even if they say some negative things about you, about your character, just know that you don't have to respond nor should you respond in a personal manner. Even though you are human and it's completely okay to want to react and to stick it to them in your response and to dig low or even to be upset about it, that's okay, right? You're human. That's okay to experience those emotions and to feel attacked and to want to be defensive and to defend your brand. But that's not how you should actually respond to the review. There's no rule in the book that says that you need to respond immediately. So when I get a negative review, I, of course, am human. It does affect me. I make sure that when I'm under that stress, I definitely don't respond to the review. Whether that takes a day, two days, three days, or even a week is up to me. But I do think, number one, it's important that you do address it. But as for the timeline on when you want to address that, I would only do it when you're in a state of calm, peace, and in a place of ease where you can respond in a professional manner. Call up a girlfriend, tell your partner everything that you feel about the review, what you feel about that person, what your experience was. Get it all off your chest and then get into a place where you can look at the duality of it, which means when you can look at it from both sides. So of course, you know your side of the story, but it always helps me to kind of relieve some of that stress and that anger when I can take a step back. And again, this can take two days, this can take three days, this can take a week for me to be able to see both sides of the coin. When I can see both sides of the equation, then that's when I know I'm in a place where I'm like, okay, I can address this now. I can respond to this. So one, I would address it. And I would address it in the most professional manner because remember, you are a personal brand. And when people, potential clients and customers are looking at these reviews, they are going to be looking at the way that you respond to the review. And everything can be screenshotted. So even if you are sending personal emails or texts to this person that left you a review, just remember, always respond in a way that if it was screenshotted and shared publicly in court or online, would you be embarrassed? Would you have to justify? Would you then have to explain the way that you responded? If the answer is yes, I would not respond in that manner. If the answer is no, you would be completely fine and okay 
and having the world see these personal texts or your response, or if it was in court, for example. If you're okay with that response being projected everywhere and shared, then I would say you're on the right track. If it takes a few drafts, I would even have a neutral party, like a third person perspective, look over your response to be sure that everything's okay because they're not attached to it, right? They're not in the midst of it. They're not going to take it personally. So again, you want to address it in a very neutral and professional manner, but I do think it's important to address it. And the reason why is because we have a tendency of making assumptions of people right off the bat. So I would rather address a negative review than ignore it or avoid it because whatever assumption that reader is making about my negligence in not responding, more often than not, is going to be more negative than what I can explain or further clarify in my response. I would rather not have someone believe their own assumptions about me and my brand. I'm assuming that they might think, oh, this person doesn't care or they're not on top of their business, just like this scathing review says, that they're only transactional or whatever the case may be. But really the biggest thing is that they don't care, right? I'd rather debuff and avoid that assumption as being true in the eyes of someone that doesn't know anything about my business than for me to actually respond to actually what happened. Number one, address it in a neutral, professional manner. Number two, remember that your company policy is not personal. So again, make sure that your company policy is written out in the terms and conditions, in the fine print. Make sure that it's in the email, in the consent forms. You need to be sure that you have those written out ahead of time. When you or if you get a negative review because those things weren't clear, even if you do have those company policies written ahead of time, because we had our company policies written ahead of time, sometimes those negative reviews serve as an opportunity for you to see a glitch in your own system in the sense that, oh, okay, I really got to tighten this up or I got to make this a lot more clear and concise or I need to bold this and underline it and make sure that this is the first thing that we mention. These negative reviews can be an opportunity for you to shore up some loose ends in your own business and that can be a positive thing. But you need to have those company policies in place and you can even hire a lawyer or a consultant to review some of your consent forms and to make sure that they're within those company policies or with your merchant processor. If you guys are using Square, for example, or Venmo, what are their policies when people dispute charges? And is there anything in place that you need to put into your business so that you're aligned with your own merchant processor? So that way, when there is a dispute that happens or a chargeback, you guys can both address it as a stronger team. And number three, how to actually address the review. There's a couple of things that I've learned along the way. One is you do want to validate what they're saying. Ways that you can say that is we've taken your review into consideration. We've discussed your review. We hear you. Thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. Then you can also validate them by saying, I'm so sorry you had a negative experience with our company. We apologize that that was your experience. Then I would begin to clarify exactly what the misunderstanding was or what your company policy was, what that entails. I would then begin to clarify exactly what happened. 
you want to try and keep this brief and short because that's going to leave all of the emotions aside. Think of yourself as a corporation. How would you address this? You don't need to go into the nitty gritty things. You don't need to address everything that they talked about in the review. Maybe just hit the points that are the biggest things because again, depending on the person who left the negative review, they can be attacking every little thing about you. So there's no reason that you need to address every point, especially if it really doesn't matter and it's just going to add more fuel to the fire. I just kind of look at like the main things and I address that and I try to address it in a very brief way. So that way it remains professional. Some of that clarification can be like, did you try and make it right? Was there anything that you did on your part to rectify the situation? And then try and end it on a positive note. But regardless, thank you for bringing this to our attention. We are in the works of making changes to our policy or whatever the case may be. Try and end it on a positive note, which can also be we wish you the best of luck. We sincerely hope that you get what you're looking for or whatever the case may be. You just want to try and end it on a positive note. And the last thing is if everything is a blessing and everything is an opportunity for us to evolve and learn and grow, if everything is happening for us, the question to ask, and this isn't anything that needs to be in your review, but more so for you as a business owner, is to ask yourself, okay, what's the lesson for me to learn from this? Why did this happen? What do I need to shore up? Or what is this trying to show me within my business that I need to change? That's when I learned that I personally am overly confident in a sense of being attached to the results that I can give my clients. And the truth of the matter is, as I stated earlier in this episode, is I can't guarantee results. There was something about the energy and my confidence that really upset our last negative review that she felt betrayed, that she felt lied to. Even though she was wrong in that, it still showed me where maybe I was way too attached and maybe I was overly confident myself. Even though I don't state that in anything that I write, it's energy behind that. And so that was a really great lesson and blessing for me to kind of be like, okay, like I need to shift the energy in this and I got to make sure I do it quick for 2023 because that's not the energy, that's not the vibe that I want to bring into this year. That was a blessing in disguise. The other review that we had in regards to the company policy really helped me to shore up some of our verbiage and our consent forms. There's certain things that I learned from that that I needed to address in our training contracts for our future students, as well as the deposit. That's something that I needed to get very clear on. The last thing that I wanted to end this episode on is with the idea of being the customer and client that you want to attract in your business. When I am out and about ordering a coffee or going to a restaurant or how I treat our cleaning lady or how I treat anyone in the service industry, I am the ideal customer for them because I want to attract that ideal customer to me. So are you the customer to any service that you bring business to, to any service that you pay for? Are you the customer that you want to attract into your business? That's a really, really important and powerful question to ask because it's so powerful to be the client that you want to attract in everything that you do and everything that you pay for in this life. Everything is energy and like attracts like. It's the law of attraction. Are you the type of customer 
or are you high maintenance or a customer that expects 100% results 100% of the time? And when that doesn't happen, how are you as a customer addressing that? Do you say thank you to your service provider? Do you tip well? Or are you the type of person that is always requesting refunds and free service and to talk to the manager? Are you always disgruntled? Do you require a lot? What kind of customer are you to other people? Because I can almost guarantee that whatever you are putting out there as a customer to other people's businesses is exactly what you're going to attract back into your business. It's simple physics. It's just the law of attraction. For our last negative review that we had last month, it's interesting. I looked at her Yelp profile and she is a reviewer for sure. So she reviews a ton of businesses. I think that's just her thing. She has like over 50 reviews or something like that. 21 of them were one-star reviews, were negative reviews. I started looking at some of her negative reviews with other businesses and she writes scathing negative reviews, like really, really mean reviews. And that has a lot to say about her than it does about me and about the other businesses that she wrote. Then I think, wow, like it takes time to write these reviews, right? It takes time. It takes effort. It takes energy for her to write these 21 negative reviews about other people and their businesses says a lot about how she spins and sits with that negativity. I think about that and I'm like, wow, that's not what I want for myself. That's not how I want to spend my time. That's not how I want to expend my energy. That's not a place where I want to be because you're sitting in a lot of negativity for a long time and it's very judgmental. Look, I'm all for reviews. It definitely helps our business grow. And I love giving positive reviews. I love receiving positive reviews. And I know it's a numbers game, right? You're going to get negative reviews, as I've said before. But when your life is built with a ton of reviews, I mean, I don't know if this is her hobby or passion or whatever the case may be. But she's a reviewer. She writes a ton of reviews. When you think about it, reviews are judgments. You're making a judgment about something, whether it's positive or negative, it's still a judgment. It's just very telling to me to kind of be like, okay, that, that's her life. She makes a lot of judgment towards people, which then makes me believe that she's probably making a ton of judgments on herself. Her inner voice is probably not in a good place. Again, maybe I'm making an assumption about her and a judgment on her, but I can just kind of see where that energy is obviously going to be directed at her too, as much as she puts out into others. That's not a place I want to be. It leaves us with the question of, are you the type of customer that you would want to attract in your business? And look, shit happens. And so how you address that failed service or whatever that case may be, miscommunication, are you giving that business the grace and the opportunity to make it right as you would want in a way that a disgruntled client would be in your business? How are you handling poor service? How are you handling things as a customer? And would it be in the way that you would want someone to handle something within your business? I will leave you with that. It's so nice to be back onto the podcast. I really love when you guys share it, when you guys send me DMs on Instagram. I'm so excited to join in this year with you and really bringing you guys a lot more value in 2023. The intention for my podcast is actually to just have a lot more fun with it. And it is fun. Thank you so much for tuning in and happy new year. 
May this be the easiest, most successful year for you. Thank you again for listening and I will catch you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd love to connect and help you more. If you have a question you'd like for me to answer, please send it to jade at studioconceal.com. That's J-A-Y-D at studioconceal.com and I might highlight it on my podcast. I find what's often personal is most general. So if this episode helped you, please share it with a friend who may need the encouragement and inspiration. I'll catch you on the next one.